I'm going to get some things situated. Y'all just keep focused on Jesus. So, a little normal, if you want to hear normal, <laughs> this morning, the Lord, I, I, I get dressed with the Holy Spirit. So, like, I always ask him, like, what should I wear? Like, not like in a weird sense. I just think he has the best creativity. So why not ask him? <laughs> he did create all the flowers. I'm like, you know what I look good in, Jesus. Help me out. Um, and so I had this idea of this hair with this braid around it. I hope it's still there. Uh, but um, <laughs> And so I was determined to learn how to do it. I didn't know how to do it. And so I do what every good person does. I Googled it. And I uh, YouTubed it. And so I'm working on it this morning before the kids are awake because that's the only time I'm going to be able to do my hair um, is before the kids are awake. <laughs> uh, and so I'm doing my hair and I'm like putting, uh-huh. I have four kids under the age of five. Uh, one of them will be six uh, in June or end of June. Okay, so I am uh, doing my hair. And I told Brian to play up here because I just figured, we're worshiping the whole way through. Um, and he can, he's, he's free. I told him he's free. Um, I might step down if this gets really annoying. But I'm doing my hair, and I'm, like, trying to do it. I fail, like, miserably, like, multiple times. And I'm about to just, like, leave it as it is because I'm kind of like, you know, if it looks good, sort of, I'm, I'm good with it. And Chuck just, like, <laughs> he's like, you are not going to church like that. I'm like, I'm like trying not to be offended and like hold my heart in a good place. I'm like, all right. I just was telling my, my mother, I was like, we got to submit to our husbands. And I'm like, I, I want to wear my, I want to wear my, my hair the way I did it. And um, he's like, no, no, Sasha. And anyways, uh, ended up YouTubing again, getting more practice in, doing it. And he said, okay. And so I was like, praise the Lord, because this is my, my laurel crown. I'm not in a rush. I'm not going to get in a rush, y'all. I'm just going to say that out loud, because it's all good. I want to honor my mom and dad. Can y'all raise y'all's hands? Um, I was able to prep this week, because these, these ones uh, took the boys. And um, there's like a y'all are all behind me. Like, I can't even do what I'm doing if y'all didn't love me the way y'all did. So thank you, Brad and Meg. Thank you for saying yes to crazy ones. Oh, shush. <laughs> shush, shush, shush. Um, but thank you, Nana Pop. I love you so much. And my husband. It, you know, the, the verse that says he's ever living to intercede. You know, Jesus is praying for us right now. Like Jesus is in heaven and he's like, Jesus, give her courage. To, for me. He, and for you too. I forever. But he, Jesus, he's talking to the Father. He's like, Father, release your passion of my son through her. Release my Holy Spirit through He's praying. And so I, the reason why I bring that up with my husband is because I see that in my husband when he prays for me. Don't give me that stank face. I'm going to get a stank face. And um, it's good, y'all. It gets better and better and better like wine over time. Jesus is just sweeter and sweetie, and the, en the enemy tries to come in and says, it's just going to go stagnant. It's, it's not going to get better. 
it's not going to get sweeter. You already, you know, that one youth retreat, that one college retreat, that one time where you felt the power of God, that's it. That's such a lie. That's such a lie. It says he is a river of living water and alive, alive. He is alive. So I'm just, I'm going to pray more. And I'm just going to ask that he would show himself to us again. Because if we don't have him, if we don't have revelation of him, we can't give him anything. It has to come from him. So Father, Father of lights, I pray Ephesians 1.17 that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened. That as we just dive deep into scripture, Father, that you would, you would awaken hearts, God that we would give our whole lives again to you, Father. Lord, some of the sweetest times that I've had so far in my life is when I said yes to you again, where I got born again, again, Lord. When I was um, dating Chuck and the gospel went forth and I cried my eyes out, I said, that's the Jesus I wanna serve. That's the Jesus I wanna give my life to. So Father, I pray, Jesus, you're welcome here. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to do whatever you want to do. I honor you as King and as Lord and as all that is good and all that is pure. You have the floor, Holy Spirit. And I just ask that you would awaken hearts this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, so if y'all will just go with me and we're just going to, I woke up this morning in a chipper mood, and you know that's the Holy Ghost. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been struggling, right, babe? I've been struggling to get up and do my mornings, and I woke up, and I'm like, Holy Ghost is speaking, because I was like, up. And he, I had, you know, I had ideas of where I wanted to go this morning. I got notes. I was very proud of myself with my notes. Um, and he, uh, and and he just downloaded this whole thing about the fear of the Lord. And before y'all check out right after I say that, because we all we're singing about there's no fear, there's no fear. The fear of the Lord is pure. It's clean. There is nothing. It's 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 like you when you say the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness, they're not opposites. God is totally dominating. All right, he is holy other than. The, the enemy is a defeated foe. He's not a like a direct opposite. Do y'all hear me? So when we're talking about the fear of man, it's it, like, no. That's like what we want. How do you get delivered from the fear of man? Consume yourself with the fear of the Lord. I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. Proverbs, let's go to um, Proverbs 9.10. I'm actually, the title of my message is the first and the greatest commandment. So as y'all are going to Proverbs 9, 10, I'm going to read Matthew 23, 34 through 40. If you could put that up on board, that's cool. But if you can't, I'm going to read it. Y'all go to Proverbs 9, 10. I'm going to read over you Matthew 23, 34 through 40. And I just want y'all to respond to the Holy Spirit. I'm a, I'm a, like, you can give me feedback. Hallelujah, amen, shakarababa, whatever y'all want to do, okay? Uh, <laughs> um, but really, I want you to just feel free to respond to the Lord. This isn't 
So come talk with him, commune with him throughout the message. I know for me, it's like, that's what I'm wanting to do the whole time. Okay, y'all are at Proverbs 9, 10. I'm reading from Matthew 23, the first and the greatest commandment. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and the first commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. All of this hangs on the law of the prophets. I'm not going to go into love the neighbor as yourself. That's a different from a different time. I'm going to stick right now with the first commandment, to love God with our entire selves. The only way that he could ask that of us, that of us, is if he himself gave his entire self. He doesn't ask that which he didn't give first, that which he didn't initiate first. So Jesus loves us with all of his heart, with all of his soul, with all of his mind. I'm, I'm believing that this morning we're going to get delivered from reading a dry Bible. This actually has feeling, emotion, spirit. It has like it's movement. I'll prove it to you because he's showing in more and more. So the reason why I bring up the fear of the Lord is because why would you care what the first and the greatest commandment is if you don't want to live for the Lord? If, if, if you don't feel like that is wisdom, then you would just ignore that. But if our posture is, if we believe Proverbs 9.10, which says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding, then you, that's the starting gate, right? Our, we're saying, God, the uncreated, the Alpha and the Omega, you are the creator. I am created. I bow my knee. Tell me what it is that you want from me. And he's telling us here in Matthew 23, 34 through 40, he wants our love. He wants our whole being, nothing left untouched, unturned. He desires the whole enchilada, the olives, the cheese, the meat, the whole thing, the whole shebang. Don't hold it any back. So I was diving deep into, I've been on this, you know, fear of the Lord thing since last spring because I felt like I was getting to this place in my life where I was doing God things. I, you know, I was attending church. I was praying. I was probably even reading my word. Um, but there came this like, Sasha's kingdom got a little bit more interesting. I started, I was like, I'll build, I know how to build the kingdom of God. And I know, I have good ideas. And so I started manufacturing this kingdom, but I realized that I was the one in charge. <laughs> it didn't look very impressive after a while. I actually got, it, it, when the storms came and the winds came, what happened? It was nothing. <laughs> and so I started asking for the fear of the Lord. I started saying, okay, I don't want to build my kingdom anymore. 
I want to build the kingdom of God because that's the only thing that's going to last. Why would I spend my energy, all of my resources, all of my heart and my mind and my soul and my strength on something that is going to hit the floor as soon as the king of glory comes in? You know, when we were singing, you know, every knee will bow, there is a reality that we have one opportunity. This, this time is the only time that we get to voluntarily choose to bow our knee. Because when the king of glory is in full picture and he comes upon the earth, every knee will bow. That's not an exaggeration of scripture. That's the truth. They will see the magnificent one and everyone will hit the deck. So we get to, as voluntary lovers, cast our crowns right now. We get to, with our tears, come and weep at his feet. Because guess what? In heaven, there are no tears. They're valuable now. Your tears are valuable now. Your voluntary yes is valuable now. It's costly. Okay. So we want the fear of the Lord. So this morning I'm waking up and he, he, he's like, I want to tell you more about this fear of the Lord. You, you kind of got it, but I, let me show you more. <laughs> I was like, okay, please, please do, please do. So uh, he just, this, the, the way he's, let's go to Psalm, everyone turn your Bible, Psalm 19, 9. This is beautiful. It's just good. It's just, you know why there's no rush? <laughs> because he's endless. There's like, I'm not gonna get to the end of, I'm not gonna get to the end of him. I'm not gonna be like, all right, got, got his glory figured out, got his beauty figured out. No, we get to like swim in it, drown in it, get resurrected in it. We get to be in it, smothered in it. He is the anointed one, which means he's smothered in oil. He says that he is smothered in the oil of joy more than his companions. That's a lot of joy. That is a lot of joy. Guys, this is Jesus. <laughs> Woo. Okay, 19.9. Are we there? Are you all there? All right. Mm. All right. I love you. Psalm 19.9, the fear of the Lord is clean. Everyone say clean. There is nothing better than feeling clean. Amen. I have four boys. It's like baths every two hours. Like, Jesus, Jesus, let your rain come. No, clean. Have y'all, do y'all remember when you gave your, your life to the Lord? and you felt clean? Do y'all remember when you had that time with the Lord and you felt the purity of his love? And it's like this love is not, is not from man. This love it is, it sees all of me, first of all. It sees every part of me, and yet it's still loving me. It's still transforming me. It's still breathing in every sinew, every bone. It's, it's, it's reverberating in my body and it's washing me. I love that we sing about the blood. The blood washes us whiter than snow. My mom used to sing, whiter than snow, you have, y'all, come on, no? 
Y'all don't know that song? <sighs> I love you, Mom, if she ever listens to this. <sighs> so the, the fear of the Lord is clean. Let's, let's, we're going to dive in. We're going to get crazy. So we're going to go to the root word of... of I'm, I'm not going to read you the full article. I got this. I went to ancienthebrew.org. Uh, the Lord led me there. And one of the, the words that is the fear of the Lord is yara. I'm not going to dive into it. Y'all could do your own study. Y'all could double check me. Be Bereans. Check my stuff. Don't take it, you know, as face value. Y'all go read your word and get your word and get your food. Come on now. But this is what I found. Okay, yara means flowing from the gut, okay? So this guy, this scholar is talking about, um, uh, this is how he would translate it, okay? The flowings, the yara, the teachings, Torah, and character, character, which is the ruah, the breath, the, the, which is also a, a type of flow, Okay, we're talking about the Holy Spirit and the river. He's the flow. Okay, it's going to get real good here in a second. Okay, um, okay, the ruah, which can also mean, the, okay, the character. Okay, oh, let me start over. I, I know I confuse y'all. Take a deep breath. Here we go. The flowings, the yara, the teachings, Torah, and character, the ruah, his spirit, right, of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom, which is a word I can't uh, say, the ability to distinguish between good and bad and an intimate relationship with the special one is understanding. Okay, so we're going back. Do y'all, are y'all still with me? Okay, so it's talking about, the question is then, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The, the, the fear of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. The question is, what is flowing from his gut? All right. Do I still have y'all? Okay. We're all in this, we're in this uh, culture. It's like gut health, right? We need gut health. We need probiotics, right? <laughs> Holy Spirit probiotics. Come on now. Um, so let's read. So y'all heard that. Holy Spirit help me because this was so sweet. Let's go to Hebrews 4.12. I'm just I'm showing you the scripture that he's showing me so y'all can get lost. So y'all can take this meal and take it home and go at it and eat it and enjoy it like a prime steak meal. <laughs> if you're vegan, then like chickpeas and kale. <laughs> Hebrews 4.12. Hebrews 4.12. Y'all know about those chickpeas. If you start sautéing them, olive oil, garlic, you know, that kale, it gets good. It gets good. It's not all bad in the vegan world. Where are my vegans at? No? Okay. Um, okay, let's read this. Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is living. Everyone say Living. And active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight. This, let me ask you guys, are you all seeing the fear of the Lord in this scripture? And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. To whom we must give account. There will be a day that we give account to the living God. We have to say that. 
Now, here's the thing. When we're talking about the God who is the all-consuming fire, we have two choices. We could be in the fire with him. Or we could be like Meshach, what are their names? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they turn it up really hot, right? And the guy that's the guarding on the outside, he's not in the fire. He's the guard. What happens to him? He dies. We have a choice. We have a choice. I bend my knee to the God of glory now. I get in the fire with him. I let his fire take away everything that hinders love, everything that is sitting before him. And I let him consume my life now. All right, we got Hebrews 4.12. And like, so y'all see that, that here's the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord was there before the fall. The fear of the Lord is clean. Jesus, God, was there. They were naked and unashamed. When we come with beginning of wisdom, his character, his nature, who he is, the word of God. When it's talking about the word of God is alive and active, who became flesh? Jesus, the word became flesh. His word cleansed us. That's why the, so the fear of the Lord is clean. It, it comes from the gut of Yahweh. Now, let me, let me go on. This gets good. All right, let's go to Revelations 22. This was a lot. Like, guys, I wasn't even thinking Revelation. I'm like, you know, like, I'm not. And this morning, he brings me to the end of our Bible. Now, do y'all know me? Let me, y'all heard that word Yara. Flowing from the gut, right? The flowings and character, the ruah, the spirit of Yahweh is the beginning of wisdom. Okay? So let me think of that flow. What flows from his gut? Is any scripture coming to mind when it says he will make any, uh, come in from your innermost beings living water? I'm totally butchering that. Y'all, y'all hear that verse? I'll read that in just a second. Now let's read Revelation 22. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life. Everyone say river of the water of life, bright as crystal. Another translation says clean as crystal. Flowing, everyone say flowing, from the throne of God, flowing from his gut. What is at the center of heaven, the throne of God, worship, 24 7 angels seraphim the burning the emerald sea it's all coming from him and it's clean and it's pure so when we go into that consuming fire when we go into worship when we create um that ladder between heaven and earth with our worship we join with the angels we're joining with the fear of the lord and it's cleaning us from the inside out come on okay then the angel showed me the river of the water of life bright as crystal flowing from the throne of god and of the lamb through the middle of the street of the city can y'all see this guys clean clean purity coming through the streets of heaven the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom the fear of the lord is clean 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 it's like we don't even have a white for it we don't 
but Jesus. Through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life, here we go, y'all, with its 12 kinds of fruits, yielding its fruit in each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name, come on, will be on their foreheads. Okay, this takes me all the way back to the, the first and the greatest commandment. Did y'all hear that? And his servants will worship him. They will see his face. It says in Psalms, they look to him and they are radiant. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. So back to Deuteronomy. When it's talking about the Shema is what they call it. A little backstory here. At the beginning of the year, I asked the Lord, Lord, what's my word of the year? I'm not going to go into the full story. He told me the word was listen. That was January 1st. January 2nd, I'm sorry, that was December 31st. The first day, January 1st, I woke up. And as I do with my phone sometimes, he leads me on like this Google treasure hunt. It's just how he works with me, y'all. Y'all take it up with him. Um, and he leads me to Shema. Everyone say Shema. That's the Hebrew word for listen. The Hebrew word for listen means hear and obey. There's no separation. When you hear the word of the Lord, you do the word of the Lord. There is no separation in God's eyes. You're not, that's why he continually says throughout the gospels, you hear, but your, your ears are, your ears are closed to me. You have ears, but your ears are closed to me. You have eyes, but your eyes are closed to me. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Our first prayer is, Jesus, help me to see you rightly. Jesus, help me to hear you rightly. Because there's a dialogue happening without him. It's the culture of this world. It's saying, God is whatever you want it to be. God, you create your own God. You be your own God. Instagram, you know, be your own face, be your own whatever. You can, you can do it. You can, you're doing a pretty good job at ruling your life until it falls 20,000 times. How many times are you going to put that still up instead of just crashing to the floor, choosing voluntarily? Say, God, I give you my life now because you want to clean me and set me free into the fullness of righteousness and beauty and fun and joy. Guys, this is Psalm 45, God. This is the, the, the God who is smattered with joy. You think you want, you think the world has more joy than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who sits upon the throne? Heck no, he has the ownership of joy. He has the ownership of all pleasure. It says at his right hand and at his left hand, pleasures forevermore. Satisfaction. I'm forgetting the verse right now, but y'all get me. The world lies. The enemy lies. Your next drug fix, your next whatever fix doesn't even compare. Doesn't even compare. All right, where are we? We're in the throne, the Shema, okay. 
the Shema. So he tells me, your word is Shema, to listen and obey. Hear my words, obey my words. But the thing about, let me go back. They, they will see his face and the name will be on their forehead. So y'all know the phylacteries. Is that the right word, uh, Sir Brad? They used to put, you know, the law right on their, right on their forehead. So when we're talking about loving the Lord, um, oh God, okay. So my grandma used to live in Israel, in Jerusalem, and we got to go to the holy city and like pray on, on the wailing wall. And it's beautiful because it's just this, this like, I mean, years of prayers and hands that laid on the stone. But guys, guys, because of Jesus' blood, we get to have that communion every moment, every day. He, we go through the veil by his blood and we get to enter the Holy of Holies and we get to experience that pleasure forevermore. We get to eat from his table, from the king's table. He has a seat for you with your name on it. The question is, are you going to sit down and eat? Are you going to come in? And eat. <laughs> he won't force it because he's looking for voluntary love. It's not love if it's not your choice. So isn't this beautiful that it's talking about the Shema, the love your God with all of your heart. It's talking right here that it will be on our foreheads. It will be ever before us. It's in our heart. It's in our being. Jesus is our breath. In Acts, what does it say in Acts um, 1720 in for in him we live and we move and we have our being in him we live and move and have our being there is no life outside of connection with Jesus it's just stilt and it's gonna break it's just sand and it's gonna break There is no joy outside of Jesus. There is no truth outside of Jesus. The world saying, well, it could be this way and it could be that way. No, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. He is the creator. I'm not worshiping mother of the universe. Everyone's like, oh, bless the universe. Just bless it. I'm thankful for the universe. <laughs> They're scared. It's like I can I can uh, honor the universe because it doesn't there's no accountability. Like I could just I could bless the universe and bless Buddha and bless you know if I was with my husband I'm like babe it's okay truth is truth I could just sleep with whoever I want do whatever I want but I still love you. No. Like we in like no not just no but no. That's not how it's, that's not holy. That's not clean. That's not pure. According to his word, because he is all that is clean and holy. I need him to come upon my mind. I need him to come upon my heart and show me what love is. To show me what is true, what is holy, what is good, what is just. The, 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 where we're going in our culture is We'll figure it out. We'll figure out what justice is. Oh, it looks like this nice, kind act. Jesus is not a nice, kind act. He is holy. 
He is holy and from his throne is clean those rivers of living water. We get washed by his word and then justice flows out of us. Keep me on time, Meg. Or tell me like what I have or what I don't have. So, so I started there because why would you care if you don't want the fear of the Lord? Why, why would you do what he says is wisdom if you don't believe that he is who he says he is? <laughs> it starts there, right? Identity. Charles is my son's father. But here's the, the, the bigger picture of the fear of the Lord. It's not just you're the creator. It's that you are everything that is good, that you are perfect in nature, and therefore, you have the right and the ability to define life. You can tell me what's right and what's wrong because you are purity itself. You can tell me what love is because you are love itself. Anytime that I move out from under the fear of the Lord and into the fear of man or the mammon culture, I demote my life to a very small structure. God just wants to take all my joy and he just, he just doesn't want me to be happy. <laughs> so you have to keep injecting yourself with the world so that you stay happy, that you stay propped up and, you, and then you just get numb. And then you're just asleep. And, and he... He, he, because he's kind, because, he good, because he's good, and because he will not force his love on you like the world, he will let you choose. And you will hurt, and you will feel pain because you rejected him. You said, I don't want the life source. I don't want the, the, the living vine. So you cut yourself off from the source itself. And you're green for a little while, right? But then you die. And if you don't sometimes feel that death like I've felt, you won't return yourself to the living vine and let him bind you once again into himself. <laughs> what does he say in Isaiah? Oh, that I, I, like a mother hen, want to gather you. He, he, he wants to gather us. So what is he asking? The God of all creations, I wrote on my notes, I said, the God who formed the stars, who fashioned the Milky Way galaxy, who thought of pine trees, lilacs, swans, mountain peaks, the Grand Canyon, who, what does he want? He desires voluntary love, as we read in uh, Deuteronomy. Psalm 8 says, When I behold your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him? Guys, sometimes we, 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 we read these scriptures. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to, to show us I've been, a mentor of mine said, t says, pray, show me more. He, the
the Holy Spirit has to touch our eyes just like he touched Paul's eyes so that we can see the living God. Guys, this is the burning one. He has to constrain himself sometimes so that we can partake and eat, right? And so our, we ask, show me more. When he says he's mindful of us, he's thinking about us, the God that is full of goodness and truth, he thinks about us. Guys, and his thoughts are ones of delight, ones of delight, ones of delight. He's mindful of us and he cares for us. So like I said, if we are going in the route of the fear of the Lord, we have to ask him, well, tell me what love is. You want my love. Now show me what that is. It's like love languages from heaven, right? Like I can, uh, uh, you know, well, words of affirmation and gifts. So like I could do like access or I could clean the house and, and Chuck's happy. But like I... Um, tell, like, just affirm him or I give him a gift, like, way more, way more, right? Way more receptive of that love, right? So we're asking God, what's your love language? What's your, what do you, how do you define love? Because I want to love you on your terms. A lot of times we're like, yeah, I'm going to love God, but it's on my terms, in my way. So we just left the fear of the Lord. We just left wisdom and we just started building our own kingdom, we got to do it his way because his way is beautiful. And you know what? His way is for us. That when we choose to love him, he wouldn't say like, love me with your whole being and it's going to, well, it is the death of you, but it's the life of you. It brings you back to life. Like you start feeling alive again. Your heart that was hard as stone. You say, God, help me to receive your love. Help me to know what love is. And you start feeling the tender spots once again. And you can love him once again. We cannot love God on our own. We have to ask the Holy Spirit, come, show me his love so I can offer love back. That ruach, that breath, he breathed that breath into our beings, that creation. And we get to breathe back to him. If he didn't breathe on us, we couldn't breathe back. <laughs> so I, in my notes, I put out um, scripture that talks about love. He give, we just read from Hebrews 5.12 that the word of God is alive and active. So like we take this word, we bring it before the Lord, and we're reading, you know, 1 Corinthians what is it, 13? And you're like, love is patient. And we say, Holy Spirit, what do you mean by that? Is that like five minutes at the drive-thru when I get angry? Or is it like, 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 show me. Give me living understanding of what it is to be patient. Because I tell you, it's a lot different than what the world says patience is. It's a lot richer, deeper, in color, and there's... It's moving. It's moving. It's like every time we take the, the Bible in our hands and we take our cold hearts before him and we, we, we come in faith in his presence and we say, I'm going to touch your burning heart until mine catches on fire. <laughs> I'm going to touch your burning heart until mine comes alive. 
And that's why, you know, my husband comes in and he's weeping, you know, because he's talking to Jesus. And I'm like, ah, I'm not weeping. <laughs> Am I alive? Am I alive? You know, and that's good. We're called to provoke one another to the Lord. There's this weird thing where like, we don't compare, we don't get jealous. Stop comparing, stop comparing, stop jealous. But there's this place in us that we should be provoked by one another onto holiness, onto wholehearted devotion. You know, in high school, I had the, I brought my Bible to, to uh, school because I was in love. Jesus met me time and time again, and I wanted to take him wherever I went. I remember a hearing from the, the girl squad or whatever, you know, Sasha's religious. And, and it hurt because in our culture, religious has a negative connotation. But tell me why it's okay to be a fanatic about Starbucks or a fanatic about Chick-fil-A or a fanatic about your favorite sports hero, but it's not okay to be a fanatic for the living God. Tell me why I cannot be head over heels in love with the God who set me free. Tell me why I wouldn't give my waking hours, my weak mumblings of prayer in the morning when I just want coffee. And here, you know, I'm like, you have to show me more because this looks better, but I know, I know that you're more. And he shows me more. And then you get more addicted, more addicted to his presence. You're like, I, I want you. I want you when I'm brushing my teeth. I want you. We're going to sing to you in the shower. We're going to make these muffins for the boys. And we're just going to feel your presence and speak to you. It's good. Now, for all of you guys out there, I know you're tinging. You're like, it's not just a feeling. It's not just a feeling. It's not just a feeling. Yes and no. <laughs> Because our God is a God of emotion and fully pure emotion. He's not saying love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul. And he's like, but be stoic about it. But don't move. And just pray this way. It doesn't look like any particular thing. It just looks like your heart undone. It doesn't look, I was just thinking about that song um, that we prayed, um, You Split the Seas. And I remember a time in worship where I lost it. That song just hit me like fire. I like God, I asked the pastor, I was like, can I get on stage and worship? She said yes, and I went for it. And I was just like, woo, 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 you split the sea, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and um, I felt the power of the Lord. It was beautiful. I was breaking my alabaster jar. And this morning, I'm, we're doing the same song, and, I, and, I, and I'm breaking my alabaster jar like this. I'm like, Jesus, you're beautiful. You still split the seas. You still go before me. You are the presence that goes before me. So what I'm saying is free yourself to respond wholeheartedly, whatever that looks like. So, how am I? Seven minutes? Huh. Or none? No, it's okay. I could end. Because, oh yeah, let's do prayer. I like, I like prayer better. 
Mm-hmm. Now let's pray. I have like six more pages of notes, but no, it's so good. It's so good because guys, we take this worship all the way to the throne. I want to end on this. Let's, let's go here. Let me see if I can find it. All right, let's go to Revelation. Uh, let's end here. Revelation uh, 19, 7. Because this is on to something. This whole week, he says, Sasha, I'm a bridegroom. Sasha, I'm a bridegroom. Sasha, I'm a bridegroom. And I, the Holy Spirit is up to something. He is up to preparing a bride for the bridegroom. And you know what? Holy Spirit's really good at his job. But you do have a choice. You do have a choice. You, there, the invitation goes out. Will you be his wholehearted lover? Will you be the bride that gives her life just like Jesus gave his life? Will you say yes to wholeheartedness? This isn't perfection. This is taking my weak yes and putting it before the burning one and saying, I trust you to do something with my weak heart, my cold heart, my bitter heart, my jealous heart. You said that your blood can cleanse me of my sins. You said that your blood can not only cleanse me, but purify me to where I can walk in the righteousness of Christ. So I bring my being, my whole self, and I say, Jesus, have me. So Holy Spirit is up to something. He is onto, he is about to blow our minds with revelation of bridegroom Jesus. Because if we don't receive him as bridegroom, I, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't receive my husband at the altar as janitor, as the guy who cleaned me up. I received him as bridegroom. I said yes to him as bridegroom. Holy Spirit is calling a, a people to say yes as bride, as the bride. Okay, so are we there? Revelations 19, 7. Let us rejoice and exalt and exalt. What's that word? Let us rejoice and exalt and give him the glory for the marriage of the lamb has come. And his bride has made herself ready. And what does that look like? That looks like weak yeses every day saying, God, I choose you today. With my whole heart, let nothing be hidden from you. It's, it's, the thing is, it's not hidden from him. But are you going to say, have every part? Have the parts that I'm not even showing my friends. Have the parts that I'm not even showing my loved ones. Have every part of me. And you know what, Jesus? Make it real to me. Show yourself. But guys, he knows. He knows his worth. There's no um, insecurity in him. He's not, he's not wrong when he says, when, when you're saying, no, 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 no. And your heart gets hard every time you say no. That's why he says, you who have ears, do not turn your ear away from me. Let it get hard again. But you know what he blesses? The humble. The humble. Those who say, God, I don't know how. I don't know 
how this, what this looks like, but I want to say yes. So we're just going to pray. Holy Spirit, we want to say yes to you today with our lives. We want to bring to you living sacrifices that every part of our hearts would be yours, staff and ministry team, if y'all can come up. I just want to pray for those who want to give their lives to Jesus again. Some of my sweetest moments in my life have been when I re-signed up and I said, God, I rededicate my life to you. It got a little, little, little shaky right there. I went numb a little bit there. But I bring you my heart again. I want to say yes to Jesus again. I want to give you my whole heart. I want to be radically obsessed with you, Jesus. So who cares if the Pharisees are going to cackle? The world is going to cackle. He says it, guys. He says they're going to hate you like you hate me. But let me tell you this. Who wants to be in the fire? In the consumed, consuming one that's brilliant and light. Everything that's good and holy and pure reverberates around him. He is life itself. He is beauty itself. He is joy itself. He is pleasure forevermore. So Jesus, we come to you. Brian, you have a song for us? Maybe. In your heart, let it out from your gut. Oh, Charles, my husband. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to invite anyone that just wants to say yes to Jesus. I'm going to get down. And we just want to pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit because it's the Holy Spirit who ignites our hearts to love Jesus with our whole being. So I just invite you to stand and worship or come forward and get prayer. Y'all can stand. Y'all, everyone stand. Thank y'all. But don't leave. Don't leave here having a heart that's in turmoil, a heart that's cold when you can come and drink from the living, the living one, from Jesus. And there is power when we, when we take steps of humility, when we make choices, and we say, I come before you, Lord, and I ask you to touch me and cause me to love like you love. Cause me to see you like you see me. Jesus, we love you. We love you. Come forward now if it's on your heart. Come forward, come forward, come forward, come forward, come forward, come forward. There are times, guys, where the invitation goes out. The invitation goes out. And you must respond. You must respond. You must respond. It beckons you to respond. I don't want you to leave with a hard heart. He wants to make it like flesh, alive, reverberating with life and power and glory.
If you're not coming forward, we're just going to worship Jesus. We're just going to give him our worship. Remember, we're going to give him our, our knee bowed today because it's costly today. Our surrender is precious to the Lord. Our weak yeses are precious to the Lord. Humility turns the key to his heart. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Megan is here up front to pray for people. Brad, if you can find my husband somewhere, he's pray. I'll pray. Come and grab me. <laughs> Lord, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Are you coming? Oh, okay, Megan, yeah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Even if you want to come and worship the Lord, up on the altar. That's fine too. You don't want anyone to lay hands on you. You just want to come and worship. You just want to cast your crown down today. You want to say, God, have my life, have my life, have my breath. In you, I move and I have my being. I feel like there's someone in this room that as a little girl was rejected by her father. Rejected in a harsh way. You had a harsh dad. And he demanded response in, in, a, in an abusive way, in a harsh way. And the Lord just wants you to know that he's a good father. He's a soft landing place. You are free to go. You're free to go get your kids. You are free. You are free. You are free. 